Tonight, we welcome Ann Tiffany to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Yes, we do. This is a musical project that defies classification. It's the brainchild of Anthony Jimenez, longtime member of the Sonoma County Indie Music Scene, and is brought to life with bandmates Kyle Stryker and Peter Lushington. Tonight, we hope to learn about the experiences and philosophies that have shaped the people who make this music, and later, they will be presenting us with not one, but two sets of music. Please welcome to the program, Anthony... Kyle, Peter, and Tiffany. And Tiffany. Hi. Thank you. Do you yeah. feel adequately introduced? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Do you feel like they have been adequately introduced? Yeah, I think that, that should cover it. There, But there should be like uh, three to six more names added to that. Uh, why do you say that, Tom Gaffey? Uh, you know, it, it's all in the lyrics, I think. And it's actually all in the instrumentals. Um, I just keep, kept coming up with stuff the more I heard and the more I heard. And I don't know how many, and this is, some people are insulted by this, but this is one of my favorite bands in the world. And you guys are three people making the sound of many. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on stage. And what, it's, what is one of your favorite bands? Well, that would be Rush. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Word. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yes. Oh, good. No, no. <laughs> Thank God, because I just kept hearing that. It just kept channeling through and channeling through. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a big sound you guys have. Again. Uh, more sound than people on stage. And then you, uh, if you study the lyrics, you realize you've got uh, personalities and dualities uh, talking with and against each other. And and, uh, and would you agree with that, Anthony? The, well, that's what antiphony means. That was the next part of it, uh, antiphony. And what does it mean? It means the literal definition is call and response singing. So it's sort of like originated from kind of like Gregorian chants. That's like a pretty early origin of it where it's like a choir where um so it basically relates to um my my conversation with myself my relationship with myself and then i i was just talking to a friend today about it where it's interesting how multi-dimensional every part of this whole thing is like you you noticed it and just like the raps, the rocks, even and then the, in the rocks, how all the layers and the rap, you know, it's just. And I do a radio show too, and it, there's just so much going on. Yes, because the the one set that you play is is very rock oriented. The other set that you play is very rap oriented. Yeah. Just to give a little spoiler to those, but I want to talk about the emotional roller coaster that you went on listening to. Yeah, it. And it because this is something that maybe a lot of people don't know. Uh, when we have bands on, Tom spends a lot of time and takes studying a lot of notes, <laughs> copious notes. Uh, that's true. For I a do. lyrical thing, and that's one of the you things that's so much fun to do this show with Tom because he, he pays such close attention to what the art is that is being created, yeah. and. Um, Boy, some of the characters or some of the voices uh, that you wrote for in these songs, uh, they, they, hit, they hit Tom in certain places. The disconnection uh, between the id and the ego. In fact, uh, it's the id uh, not being guided by the ego. It's like the ego is like in bed with the id here quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You've got these two personalities Absolutely. and they nice. seem to be working in the same direction, which is very unfroid when you get mm-hmm. might be more Jungian but I don't even think it goes there it's beyond but, <laughs> but yeah my first confusion was what the then I get into because um, I hadn't met you guys yet I hadn't seen you play I get into God I hope these guys are serious with these lyrics and you are every once in a while you'll come up with some, some stuff that is uh, very moving to me and I just I keep coming back to Ween there's mm, some things wow. that they do that absolutely move me and then I find out things like the drugs that they were on when they wrote it. And I, and I have to wonder, whoa, was I just sucked in? Were those guys serious or not? Now, hold on a second. Now, what the, you're, so you're kind of getting at like what's real and what's not in lyrical Absolutely, content. absolutely. But, but my question to you would be, and anybody, what, what's the difference between them, a, a group, making something up uh, just for the sake of eliciting a reaction or making a character up and right is there a difference in that this is where my disconnection happens yeah. i i get i get emotionally drawn into these tunes and i'm hoping to god that these guys are are, are seeing it 
and saying it the way I think it's being seen and said. Otherwise, by the end of this whole night, I'm going to feel like a total fool. <laughs> and you ha- and you had a revelation uh, that before we oh, played tonight. There was a piano lesson going on oh in the Phoenix, God. which is where we are right now, the Phoenix Theater yeah, in Petaluma, yeah. California. Yeah. But there was a piano lesson going on. Tom was talking with the piano student, and he had a, a light bulb. He go was off. playing, uh, and and I realized uh, no, I he was I was up in the office uh, going over the lyrics uh, to a wall. And I realized how well those lyrics fit with Eric Satie's uh, uh, Emil tune. something? Uh, no, believe yeah. it or not, uh, Jumpedia oh. was the name of the tune. And uh, it was, Oh, right, right, yeah. He was playing that Satie tune when you guys were just loading in. And I'm going over the lyrics on a wall. Do you have any of them written there? Yeah, I've got them all. <laughs> <laughs> they all fit really well. Family, friends, lovers, release me in the name of freedom. Uh, here is... Here is uh, and, and, and first I'm wondering, is this that is a discussion that an individual is having uh, with himself, or is this a discussion that a generation is having with itself? Hmm. Um, because uh, as, as, a young, as a young, as a teenager in particular, this is an important part of their life. Family, friends, lovers, release me in the name of freedom. Uh, cut and snap the web uh, one by one. It's so much fun. Uh, cutting and snapping that web uh, that holds you with to your family is an awful lot of fun. It's a very scary thing to do at the same time, yeah. but it's something that must be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on an individual level, I see that and understand it. But then as I, as I get deeper into it, I'm wondering, ah, oh, but is he speaking as one or is he speaking as a voice of a generation? It's the same thing. And, and uh, yeah. it's the duality in your tunes. Uh, yeah, it blows me away. It's awesome. cool stuff. Awesome. I love that. And the other that. thing is, as I'm going through that same, uh, those motions and those same thoughts at that time, I'm hearing um, Jason. Back Holtz. to the piano story. Yep. Uh, Jason Holtz on the piano playing uh, Satie's Jimpedia. Uh, and I'm realizing, geez, these lyrics fit really well with that tune. And there's another duality right there. But when you think about it, uh, Eric Satie was thought to be one of the original music expressionists. Huh. He was one of the uh, beginning. Also, he was a Dadist. Uh, he really started coming into, just at the end of his life, he started coming into his, his uh, um, identification as, uh, I think, a, uh, a musician and a philosopher. And he was one of the original Dadists in, in uh, 1920, 21. He died in 25. So only got about five years, and that's a good way to go out on the top yeah. of your game, quite frankly. Wow. They didn't take him all that seriously until about that time, really. But, uh, again, the duality is that you guys can take your lyrics and fit them into an incredible array of different styles of music at the same time. Mm. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's been a good afternoon watching uh, what you do and, and listening. Did anything jump out to you, Anthony, while you were listening to him uh, describe his experience of listening to your music? Um, I think just the, the thing that popped up the most for me was, um, that I, I, it feels validating and it feel, I feel seen, um, because I think in a lot of ways with this type of music, with the screaming and stuff, um, the lyrics don't get noticed and it's like, I don't understand what he's saying, but with the lyrics on that material, it's very personal and it deals with a very, um, a very dark process um, that I dealt with. And, um, and when you say that it is a personal, it is a personal thing. Um, yet it also equally true. Like you said, it is a voice for others as well. Cause I mean, I think to achieve freedom, you know, the release of all of the connections and, you know, all of the voices of people that are not yours is very important in, um, moving forward. Yeah, and, and cutting those ties is an important thing to do for any young person. And at the same time, uh, having the confidence and the trust in those people that you love to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and you take note of that, family, friends, and lovers. Release me in the name of freedom. Uh, it is a request, and that's very respectful of you. Mm-hmm. This was an experience, and I won't make you go into it, but it, is this something that happened a long time ago in your life that you're referring to, or is this a more recent uh, emotional experience that you're documenting in that song? Um. Or is it an ongoing thing that you're still dealing with? I wouldn't say it's ongoing. I'd say that it's done. Um, but I would say in 2012, um, I think, or even t- t- 2011, I made a choice to just cut my ties. And then in 2012, it started to become really physical where I started having my family hit me up. And 
ask me like what's wrong like is everything okay it's like they felt something was happening they felt that our connection was different even though we haven't spoke you know and so um you know having all of that happen um it really was like a experience for me to really cut the ties even more and um it was a really so yeah it was summer 2012 i was i was puking and like sobbing all summer i was just like I was stuck right here in my stomach and like I felt like I would see things that would trigger me um outside things and I would feel this like pit here in my solar plexus and it would just like I would just puke it up and like I was sobbing and it was just like this whole mess mess. (laughs) and I was like I had to move I moved to Guerneville to like just be alone one of the albums that you've put out is called Monterio do you live in Monterio I do okay um does that album First of all, like have a theme that runs throughout it. Um, yeah. Would you want to share that with us? Uh, <laughs> this shit is heavy. <laughs> um, AWOL is the, I mean, that's the perfect, it, that pretty much I wrote the lyrics in succession for each song. AWOL was the kind of the beginning or actually interestingly enough, that process happened in 2012 and then, you know, a couple maybe a year later, a year and a half later, I got Logic Pro, I got a guitar, I just got, was like, I'm gonna do music again. And so I got all the stuff to record music. I don't wanna sidetrack you, but how long has you been away from music? Maybe like seven years. That's wow. pretty incredible, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did the, I got all the stuff and started recording these quick little, like just these little farts and that's what those songs are or they're just like me jamming and then writing guitar part and then i was like and then i started writing lyrics and so um as i was writing the lyrics the i was like well what do i write about i write about what i have experienced so i was like why not write about that experience i was having and so as i was writing um and then you know going through the the motions of it they started to kind of like come up again you know, as I was writing it, like the themes. And I started to kind of go deeper into that process of release. And um, yeah, so AWOL starts with that, the release. And then um, the next song I wrote after that was Casca Boogie. Uh-huh. And that deals with... Um, um, it's pretty dark too. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up not being the next song on the on the EP. I think you ended the EP with yeah. it. Yeah. Which is interesting in its own right. I mean, I the take the take I get on it is somebody considering suicide, hmm. and, uh, and there's a couple lines in there that, uh, well, loss, grief, death, so dense, uh, so dense a human body. Oh, so dense a human body. Wow, uh, that's that's an incredible. Those two lines together: loss, grief, death, so dense a human body. This is all contained in one human body, and that's. Yeah. Wow, that's a great line. So I guess like when you ask about the theme, death is really what it oh. is. It's it's just like a it's a death while still being alive. Yeah, that's what this whole kind thing. of a rebirth though, in the sense mm-hmm. you know that death brings death brings you know new life, new pers- perspective. It, it, uh, does it tie into feeling solo that maybe yeah. death would be better than what you're experiencing in life? I mean, is that where some of it came from? Because, I mean, in, in those sort of depressive, sort of horrible feeling periods, uh, sometimes it can feel like anything would be better than this, including the great unknown. I've, I remember during that period of time, I had never had thoughts of suicide, but I certainly, for the first time, thought that had the consideration of like, man, like not being here would be so much easier than dealing with this. That's a really interesting thing to look back on. I remember I, uh, you know, have had some dark periods, and it, it's interesting the first time you have a thought where it's like, "Wow, like I really I just feel so that. lousy right now. I feel like anything, including this door to something I have no knowledge of what would follow, feel like that would be better than this." Mm-hmm. And then it's it's really interesting. Um, I'd, I'd never had that happen before, and then I did it at one point, and I was like, "Wow, we've." Uh, We've gone into some new territory. Yeah, here. this is suffering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, I think it was Fat Flower. Um, mm. Fat Flower kind of was similar to that, just dealing. Fat Flower, I think, actually deals more so with um, victimhood, where it's like I was still feeling the um, the just like how 
awful it felt to just, you know, let go of everything that I knew and just how I just slipped into this void where I, it was, it was like the hardest period of my life. Definitely that winter of 2012, I was just in bed all the time and was in this void where I didn't. You weren't alone. Yeah. You weren't. You, you come up with relationship with self was so challenging to be easy. It's not about me. It's about me. There were two of you when you were writing this tune and, uh, because that's this was the first one where I realized, oh my God, the duality happening here is mm. incredible. To me, what that more so means is that um, what if I don't know? I've noticed that the more that I dig deeper into myself and do my own own thing, the more I've just I can expect a backlash more or less from other people because it's. People expect me to, people have it, you know, I've had agreements with people to be, you know, a certain way. And then when I stop being that way, um, it is, it brings up fear. So implied agreements, you mean? Like kind of, it's almost like more like energetic agreements. So check this out. How does this work? Um, uh, The more I dig deeper into myself, I notice a backlash, mostly from other people try this uh the more i dig deeper into myself i i notice a backlash from myself does mm. that work at all um i feel like that works that works for me in a different way because actually this brings me to clinomania another song on this album that yes. deals with layers of myself and that's that reminds me of that <laughs> absolutely yeah work um that song is um yeah that that song deals with um, my experience where these feelings come up or these like moods or these things that I recognize as aspects of myself that are, have just, cause basically in my whole process of integration and freedom, essentially making that choice and totally trusting myself, what that essentially means is that all of the things about me that are not integrated, that are not in balance, that are not in agreement, the things that I've put away in the closet from long, a long time ago, they have to come up because they have to come up and be a part of the team too, and they have to be integrated. And so those nasty aspects, you know, they come up because I chose that. And so it's just not fun, and I feel fucking crazy and, you know, just... Like, that's where it can get really confusing where, like, is this me, you know, or is this not me? Like, these, you know, these, just these feelings and these things. And I think, um, the anger within yourself, of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Again, uh, this is stuff when you're listening to it. Masquerade, and- crafty disguise, fix the broken, somewhere to hide, pretend that I am safe, closing my eyes, shadow, I've got a problem today. Shocking. Seems you're truly enjoying your program. Make acquaintance That's with the- myself. Same response. You fucking shithead. <laughs> In love, my own killings. In love, my own feelings. In love, my own killings. In love, my, my own, own blessings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I just did a spoken word performance. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard some bongos in the if back. If you want me to come on the next, so <laughs> next tour, the I'll be there. That's the point. I don't mm. think anybody hasn't gone through what you're singing about here. Yeah, especially these days. If you haven't, my God, what are you? Yeah, doing? I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like mm. back to more of the, um, you know lyric interpretation that I fucking hate everyone of that rap song like pretty much I feel like I have such a low tolerance for people that are just not here aware and mm. like because it's like I mean in a time like right now I mean yeah. how can you not be awake that that uh, really resonates with me because well, fear yeah fear uh, totally. well That's I mean maybe maybe it's a conscious or I don't know I, I well I mean I feel yeah. that it's like it, it's it's some courageous shit to go go in there you know go deep uh, yourself, oneself. yeah, it's very scary to look in the mirror. And yeah. uh, as I've gotten older, uh, I found that I have a lot more acquaintances and a lot less close, close friends. And I think it's because the threshold for a close friend in my mind has required that level of awareness, that level of communication, mm-hmm. and all that. And I really, like you say, I have very little patience for letting somebody get into my inner circle if they're not willing to. 
be that way to yeah, go on right. that journey because yeah. it's uh it's very rewarding to have people like that around you but they do seem fewer and farther between yeah, yeah. this has been my experience getting older yeah i agree certainly yeah there's we've, we've talked no denying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah get we gotta it get real boring. we gotta I mean, get real with each other if yeah. we're gonna be close friends yeah it's just it's like it's just boring being around people that are playing pretend <laughs> seeking for pretending that something is something that's happening is not happening, is not happening. <laughs> or you know what is it pretend i mean are there people that go through just not ever going that deep in themselves and there will be a ceiling on the relationship that i can have with that person and that's pretty much all that i can say about something <laughs> like that yeah I've definitely feel like I've become a lot more okay with that where it's like, I'm, I'm compassionate of their, you know, experience like, Oh, you're not, I mean, if you're not willing to go there, that's cool. But I also have a choice not to spend time with you, which is, yeah. um, I mean, which is, I feel really, I feel so much freedom with that. Cause I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. There are people that would be afraid to find comfort in being swallowed by the ocean. And there are people that maybe just will never be able to go there. And there are people that it absolutely drives crazy that they can't. And they don't, and maybe that's part of their craziness. But uh, it's uh, again, casket boogie is is uh, it can be a scary tune when you look at it mm-hmm. and how deep you go there. And yeah, I think in this world, there's probably a ton of people that don't. It just used to drive me crazy with people who you know, you, you let's say you meet a new group, okay, and you get really close with some people in the group, and there's other people where their ceiling is there because of their lack of willingness or their lack of ability to get deep or be aware or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I used to, it used to drive me crazy with certain people. Like, you know, I'd get with the, the others who I did feel I was on the same page with and be like, can you believe there's, there's nothing ever real with this person. It's mm-hmm. like, Argh. Yeah. As I've gotten older though, I just sort of come to terms like, nah. okay, well this is, this is as far as I'm going to get with this person. And yeah. that's fine. That's the way it's, supposed to be until it isn't supposed to be that way anymore yeah totally yeah. and i think it you know kind of goes back to like the end of the lyrics in uh cleanomania again just being in love or allowing yourself to love all the aspects of yourself good or bad and you know i feel like you can tell around certain people who are still struggling with like allowing themselves to feel all those things and like accepting all of those emotions and feelings you did just get back from tour and you were very thankful about everybody that came and watched you perform, in your words, weird raps. <laughs> and um, it's a very brave performance experience, you know. Um, you're performing rap music. You're, you're wearing face paint. You're all alone on stage. Um, and it's much different from the other music that you had played, which is with two other people on the stage with you. Yeah. Um, I, I have so many questions about it, but, I mean, how has it been performing it for people? It's been really interesting. Pretty much every, like, leading up to a show, knowing that I have to do the raps and also knowing that I have to sing, which I've never been comfortable with singing until really recently, um, has made me nervous. And um, then I just go up there and do it. And, you know, I have, like, these characters to pull through and, you know, sort of hide behind. And so it's easy. You know, it's kind of like a David Bowie thing. He had he had his characters. He, yeah. Um, he could be weird, but it was because he had a character and it's kind of like the same thing in your mind. Are these like, you know, a, a finite amount of characters? I mean, are you playing five different characters, eight different characters? It's three. It's three. It's yeah. Three. MC doopy doopy salsa stains, DJ bloody drip. Uh, oh, right, yeah. would you like to tell us about these characters? You know, um, as far as I know right now, um, because this was just like a very instinctual, thing you know it just kind of happened um as far as i know now um dupe is me just like grounded and chilling in the background not really that you know loud and stuff and dj bloody drip is kind of like a big black gay dude version of me and um he's he's pretty (laughs) painted a picture in my head (laughs) yeah totally i mean that's that's what it is for me he's like this character um he's he's really grounded too he's really kind of like just like your buddy that you can like go to and talk about some stuff and he'll have a sense of humor and what about the third character uh salsa stains uh she's a she's a lady um she hasn't had her sex change yet though um that's as far as i know as far as like what's come through is i feel like she's taught me how to rap she's hard like she's fierce and she's a little debbie of the crew yeah for sure 
And um, she's got just an aggressive flow, and um, she's real sassy, but she's a little sweetie too. Um, pretty much... <laughs> That's, um, besides what I have to say about that and then, you know, the lyrics of it, that's as pretty, as, that's as far as it's really gone at this point. But yeah, with, as far as the characters, I'm really excited to go more into character development and work on the next stuff, um, to see what they have to reveal. <laughs> far out. Uh, Monorio was an album that came out of a lot of negative experiences and feelings, uh, and emerging from that. Uh, is the new material um, coming from the same sort of source mm. material or is it a different sort of vibe? Well, like yeah. what Peter said about um, about the rebirth, this is very much the rebirth album. Mm. Where like this is like the death album, this is the birth. Gurnville is what it's called. It's going to be called is Gurnville. And it's very much oh, like a birth album. Out. Yeah. And kind of like that Rush like reference you made. Yeah. It, this one is three... Monorio's, you know, a bunch of one-minute songs, around yep. one minutes. This one is, like, three songs that are eight to, like, 13 minutes long cool. or something like that. Something you can jump into. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're cool. little journey, journey <laughs> <Beautiful>. pieces. <laughs> and we will be getting one of those pieces here tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Tom Gaffey, this band, over the course of five hours in the anticipation of this episode, took yeah. you on an emotional roller coaster. Darn straight. Really um, we've talked about so much. Do you have any closing thoughts for our friends here tonight? Um, yeah, I love your band. Um, people should go out and see you guys play. Absolutely. Um, you can uh, find them online. Uh, Bandcamp is the most incredible thing once you figure out how to get in and out of it. But it always it includes the lyrics, which I really like about it and respect a lot about it. I agree. Uh, these guys are, are a piece to hear and, and listen to. But then go out and see them. See them play. Because mm. uh, they're a powerful uh, uh, presence on stage. Thank you, Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming awesome. and doing this. It, mm. This has been a great day. Hanging yeah, out with yeah. Ann Tiffany, and they didn't even know I was. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Well, we are very, very appreciative that you came here and hung out with us tonight. So. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And for everybody else, you don't even have to leave the house right now because you get to watch Ann Tiffany play not one but two sets of music here tonight. So stick around for that. And one last time, thank you again for joining yep. us tonight, Ann Tiffany. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
Bloody drip. I be dancing at home in a sexy slip. I produce these beats to make you feel fucking sick. To keep the boys waiting in line to come and suck my. I need to rep myself and make an introduction. So sober that I cannot even fucking function. So I really like feline's favorite color purple. Dancing in my slip to the stylings of purple. I've got sweat on my arm hairs. No room to disc with all this blood in my storage bin. So resurrect this deep in the trenches of a momentary bliss. Your kiss is on my list like hollow nose dick. You worry about shit to make sure that it happens. So you drop that shit now so you can make room for some confidence. Weep it out, pay tribute, none of your condolences. Things to that are not even mine that I hold as hostages. I'm swimming in a pool of leeches. The Vatican pulling down the trousers of that priest so I can sin again looking for a hole of space to fill this fucking lyric in losing my motherfucking mind like I'm high on dextrogen I used to wake up in the morning with prior day shit used to be in love with the weed pop so take another hit used to celebrate old victories is not to create a new one now I'm fucking right here spitting out some fun Timelessness is new Used to measure time linearly Most frequently Motherfucking pots of tea Perpetual unfolding Evolution of becoming My boyfriend is sitting me up again So I guess I'm coming Yeah, he's a bow without a rudder Not looking in Afraid of what he'll find on elastic the shit is so fantastic got an arsenal crayola in that picnic basket let that purple drip keep it stretching family betting they don't know what to do with the change in the tracks they're in delicately place you inside of a red body bag with all the hang-ups you had don't get mad get glad a nice quiet place for the baiter of a master you can hear seven feet above you it's the sound of fucking laughter Like a motherfucking fiend Seduction like an axe wit Make you feel like shit Granted much grace Placement of your hips Set emotion and foundation Lock those motherfucking lips String a light underneath the moon With purple balloons Rocking on my bells Under the slick shells Like it was noon Popcorn in the packaging Nausea of the first swing The realization when you know I'm on to better things Front like a glass fade A sick dance Another fade away with fuck shade Slaying masses Taxing papers Taking pictures With all the day labors Savor the taste It's only right here with the fourth beer with the need of contradiction coming near digging up the grave snatch your fingers from them eyes bid to your eldest son making cash selling them tugging on the truck to all the women that have better luck Heartstrings and a taste and I remade the contingency of the stuck Setting up the context for dilemma The same argument where the rookie ash is shed from The shun guru run from With critical fun Fucking wine and dine Fucking treats and such
chill with me, cool, relax, and that's your top choice. I be poking on your man like Blastoise. Hanging with Duke, sunbathing by the poolside. Just finished installing knives underneath your slip and slide. Pacey ass face looking wider by the candlelight. Illuminate the demon boogie inside of your dark eye. Avalanche snowballing, building, pouring out the sun. Having babies cleaning space, been blasting, cutting waste. Filling up with something with both hands for dripping sand. I'm feeling like Aladdin in this motherfucking foreign land. Like a silhouette, kicking on some foundation, flossing like Boba Fett. Throw them all in a set, prepare to get winded. Lacking curiosity and leaving all the children offended. A glass of water with Splenda, flip my burger like Linda. We're gonna grill it up like a fresh placenta. I got stacks of cash to pay the renter, like two rows jam packed within the center. Get under skin, itchy legs, dance to shakes, flow breaking. Think I'm buying you drink this shit? You must be mistaken. Rolling on a paddle board with my feet shaking, eating bombas fries with some cheese, a little bacon. Spilling those in common fields with everyone that's taken. Throwing out some round of kiss to see if folk were taken. Swim with Eddie Gordon, Forest Law, and the Lakin. Contemplating all the trust that I've been fucking breaking.
through the dream sounds of that chainsaw Open up those papes cause I'm feeling raw I'm like the mayor to your coleslaw Obsession over distractions disguised as flaws Caught my finger up in a fish's mouth Feeling on the edges of his footsteps like a quarter Close my eyes, take a deep breath and head south Taking Jesus off the cross cause fuck a martyr Let that blood drip and fucking paint with it Shit is DIY, don't have to go to the art store for shit Smoke spiraling from a burnt house like a piston Open up that conduit, allow myself to take a listen